Hi, this is Haley Chura. You usually hear me every Thursday co-hosting the Iron Women podcast with Alyssa Gadeski. Current times are anything but usual, and I have a lot of questions. So I created Iron Women podcast mini episodes. I ask women who are endurance athletes and experts in their fields to help me and hopefully help you too by answering a few questions in 15 minutes or less. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Haley. On today's show, I'm honored to have a conversation with easily the fastest guest I've ever talked to, Lauren Williams. Lauren is a four-time Olympian and the first American woman to win an Olympic medal in both the Summer and Winter Olympic Games. You heard that right. Lauren won a silver medal in the 100-meter dash at the 2004 Athens Olympics, gold as a member of the United States 4x100-meter relay in London in 2012, and another silver for women's two-person bobsled at the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. Yes, we typically feature endurance athletes on this show, but if four Olympics in two different sports doesn't make someone an Iron Woman, I don't know what does. Today, Lauren joins me to talk more about her life after sports, which includes a career as a certified financial planner. Lauren is the founder of Worth Winning, a financial planning company, and she joins me to talk about stimulus payments, government loans, unemployment, payment hierarchies, and the ways we can help if we are lucky enough to be financially stable right now. As always, thank you to the Iron Woman podcast sponsors, Zilio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Form Swim Goggles, and Orca Sportswear, as well as our Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all website links and discount codes in our show notes, or at ironwomenpodcast.com. Please enjoy my conversation with Lauren Williams. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the Iron Women Podcast. It is so good to be on. Thank you for having me, Haley. Can you start with a little introduction of yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and your athletic and non-athletic careers. All right. Well, my athletic careers consist of four Olympic games. So I was a track and field athlete for three Olympics. And then I decided to try bobsled. I ran into a girl in the airport, read an article about her having tried it and said, that sounds interesting. And little did I know that six months later, I'd be at the Olympic Games for that as well. So I am the first American woman to earn a medal in both the summer and the winter Olympics. And my life has been really awesome up to this point. Um, I transitioned from sport to life after sport, just kind of because of the experiences I had while I was an athlete. So I was fortunate enough to be sponsored. Um, but I wanted to make good decisions with my money and I didn't really know what to do to like make good decisions. So it was like, I know I make more than the average 20 year old, but I know I'm not, I'm not rich. So how do I make really good decisions with, you know, this good earnings that I'm going to have for the next couple of years. And I ended up with like a financial advisor that didn't really help me understand those things. And, you know, I didn't know at the time that there were different types of financial advisors. And so a lot of the financial industry is people who are based on selling you a product um, and they earn a commission by selling you the product. So 
So it's not really knowledge-based, it's more sales-based. Whereas there's people that are called certified financial planners who are fee-only and fiduciary, uh, which is the type of financial planner I decided to become. And those people are a lot more focused on your full financial picture. So I transitioned from sport to life after sport into something where I saw a gap for athletes and also just young professionals. And now I'm a financial planner. I run my own company called Worth Winning. And I help people kind of in their 20s and 30s-ish. You have a couple clients in their 40s, but generally people who you know want financial information about all aspects of their finances, want it in a way that they can understand clearly and regularly. You know, I don't do the, the fancy jargon. I don't talk down to people. I wear a t-shirt to my meetings. We meet on video. We use a lot of technology. And it's been really rewarding to be able to help people like better organize their finances and feel really uh, just like, well, less overwhelmed, I think is probably the better way to say it as it pertains to all things money. I'm still kind of reeling from this airport story and how that led to you going to the Olympics, but, and then going on to this incredible career, but you are a very accomplished human. So I'm very excited to have you on, but we're talking today more about on the financial side and in March, 2020. So just a couple months ago, the U S president signed into law, the coronavirus aid relief and economic security or cares act in effort to provide fast and direct economic relief to American workers, families, and small all businesses who are dealing with the economic impact of COVID-19. Part of the CARES Act is economic impact payments of up to $1,200 per adult individual. Do you know of anyone who's received this payment? I know quite a few people. And in fact, the majority of the people who are eligible have already received their $1,200 stimulus check. Um, What is required to get that stimulus check is that you already had a bank account connected uh, with the government. So if you haven't received your check and you think that you are eligible, it's likely because you did not pay taxes in a previous year or you did not um, have an account number with which the IRS could automatically just drop that money in for you because it just magically appeared for people. (laughs) I actually had clients reach out to me and say, hey, I got $1,200. I think I might have been scammed. What is this? Um, Because not everybody's aware of it. But the requirements were as a single individual, you needed to make um, less than 75K and as a married couple, less than 150K in order to be eligible. So if it didn't drop into your account yet, it might be because you've earned too much, which is also a good thing. You know, thank goodness for the blessing of high earnings. Exactly. That is a blessing we all could wish for. But um, I love the idea of like a scam where people put money into your bank account. That is, right. um, <laughs> that's, that's a new one. But a second part of the CARES Act was the Payment Protection Program or PPP, which was designed to help small businesses continue to pay their employees and expenses such as rent and utilities. And in April, the program was expanded to include self-employed individuals. And I think many of our listeners who are coaches, athletes, or specialty business owners in the endurance sports community would fall into these categories. So as of this recording, the PPP has been funded through two separate rounds of funding, totaling close to $700 billion, but it is likely the money will run out long before the June 30th filing deadline. Do you still think it's worth it to apply for one of these loans? I definitely think that it is worth it for people that are eligible. So like you said, a self-employed or a small business, don't think that you are too small. I've actually seen, like you said, single individuals who just had self-employment income um, only on their Schedule C actually get the PPP. So it is a real thing. It's not a scam. You know, it's not, you know, only reserved for the the rich and the famous. Uh, You know, I've heard all kinds of these clickbaity articles that are spreading rumors and and almost like making people not feel like they're ever going to get it if they do. I would say get in the line. Um, We've also seen quite a 
few big businesses that, you know, have fallen under the label of small business um, actually uh, give the money back. So we've seen Ruth Chris and I think Shake Shack and, you know, a few other big companies return millions of dollars for this PPP, which is making more available for the real small businesses that are desperately in need of these dollars. So if you are eligible, like I said, if you're self-employed, if you're an LLC, if you're an S-Corp, you know, you're a small business, you have employees and you're, you're running a payroll, or if it's just you yourself, you can do a calculation that's going to allow you to, uh, you know, calculate what 2.5 times the monthly income would be. And that is going to be completely forgivable. So it's, it's handed to you as a loan. And as long as you use it for the appropriate purpose, um, it is turned into a grant and you do not need to repay it. So uh, this could effectively be free money and it could be, you know, life changing for small business owners. What about unemployment benefits? Who should be applying for unemployment? Unemployment is another good option for those that are self-employed because that's another area that they've expanded it. And I would say anybody who is actually um, unemployed. So self-employed and not able to work because of what's going on with COVID is, is one aspect of unemployment. And we weren't previously able to do anything about that. Whereas now, you know, unemployed, lots of people are being laid off, they're being furloughed, et cetera, um, are also eligible for unemployment. So you would go to your state's website in order to uh, apply for unemployment. It's not a national thing. Um, and then you would look specifically for the COVID application. So there are lots of different, you know, there's regular unemployment and then there's one that specific to COVID. You need to look up that information. There's a list of information that you need to, you know, data you need to gather before filling out the application um, and then to go ahead and move forward. I will say that people have been a little bit slower to receive, uh, to see those funds and, and for them to be received, but they are actually being approved. Um, it just seems like state by state, depending on administratively how organized that state is, um, whether or not they're, you know, getting that money quickly. A lot of people are struggling financially right now. Do you have a suggested payment hierarchy for where they should direct their limited funds first? Yes, for sure. So if, yeah, if you have limited funds, the first thing to do would be to kind of see what you can halt. There's a lot of programs where people are either offering to put things on hold for you, um, whether they're, you know, giving 15% repayments or, you know, they're giving you discounts. There's, there's all sorts of different things. So gym memberships and stuff like that. If your gym hasn't been what's the word pro-productive pro counter what's the word there's a word I'm um, looking for proactive proactive there go. yeah there you go if your gym has not been proactive reach out to your gym and say hey I'm not going to the gym right now the gym's closed like I need to put this on pause for a little while a little bills like that that you know you're not able to take advantage of at this time if you cannot afford to pay for extra things then cut those things off um, some people are having that kind of values issues like, well, I would be paying for this normally. Um, and it's completely up to you. If you've not been affected financially by COVID and you feel comfortable continuing to give your dollars to something so that that business could stay open, um, by all means, do that. You know, we got to support one another in this moment. But um, if you are in a, a tough financial situation and you got to cut back, then you, you got to do what's uh, appropriate for your family. So cut back on the little things would be step number one. Um, the next thing would to be prioritize any debts. So a mortgage is important because it keeps a roof over your head. Most companies are also offering mortgage assistance right now where they're um, delaying your mortgage payments up to three months. Um, make sure that you're clear about what your mortgage company is doing, though, because not all companies are doing it the same way. So after three months, that full three months that you have not paid could be due in full, which could scare you quite a bit. So he's like, oh, I got some relief right now, but now I have to come up with three payments at one time. No bueno. <laughs> 
other companies are instead tacking that onto the back of your mortgage to offer you some relief and you'll just kind of pick up where you left off. So make sure you understand what kind of mortgage relief is being offered via your companies, but you want to be able to keep that roof over your head. So if we're talking about prioritizing debt um, and there is no program or no way to, to kind of set back uh, your mortgage, then that, that's a debt you want to pay and credit cards and things like that would come secondary to that. Other debts we're thinking about, like you said, cars. So that's something that's going to get you from point A to point B. If you've got to get back and forth to work, you would put that underneath your mortgage. Um, credit card debt would be you know, lower priority than that. The other thing, like I said, is to call everybody and see what they're offering. Don't think that one is too big or too small and that they're not, they're not going to offer you anything. Find out what is available. So with credit card companies, they're right now, some of them are doing no interest, you know, and your interest will kick back in after um, a couple months. Some of them are doing, um, you know, reduced payments and, and not putting, not reporting that to your credit. Uh, you just got to, like I said, know what it is. But mortgage first, make sure you cover everything that's going to keep you and your family fed, keep a roof over your head, keep you safe, and then any other debts behind that. Another thing about debt is student loan debt. A lot of people have student loan debt, millions of people, in fact. And they're worrying about like, what do I do with that? Well, if you have federal loans, you should have seen your payment go to zero um, as of March 13th. If it has not yet gone to zero, you're, you're going to want to give them a call and find out why it has not gone to zero and even request payments for anything you paid after March 13th. So March 13th to September the 30th, there are no student loan payments for federal loans. Now, if you've got private loans, that's a different story. Um, you're probably going to have to keep paying. But once again, call your company find out what they're offering and see if you can get any um, short-term relief because a lot of them are also offering that as well. If any of our listeners are financially secure right now, but they might be worried about the coming months, would you suggest they take these debt payment deferral options now to save money in case things get worse? Yes, exactly. So the way, yeah, the way that you set your budget up in a, in a situation like this is like you said, when there's a lot of uncertainty in the future and, you know, your job has not laid you off yet, but you know, they've, they've made some conversations and said like, you know, if this continues on for X amount of time, then you're going to have to take a 20% pay cut, or we're going to be talking about furloughs. If after such and such date, when you have those kind of things coming up and you know that there's a little bit of uncertainty is to plan ahead um, and start to try to build your emergency fund now. So uh, we always talk about the emergency fund. We know that most of America does not have an emergency fund, um, but there is no time like the present to get something in place, to start, like you said, cutting those expenses um, and stockpiling cash so that you have a little bit of runway if something happens where you have to take a pay cut or, like you said, in the unfortunate event that you are laid off or um, fired from your work. So uh, start to build that emergency fund is a really good thing. And then to continue to pay like mentally pay the bills. So like, let, let's say again, the gym membership or the student loan payments, you know, to be stocking that money, like pay those bills into a separate account. Like you're not paying the student loan company. You're not paying the credit card company, put it open a savings account and auto pay that to a, a savings account. So like, it feels like those bills are being paid. You have the money to pay those bills. Should everything go back to normal? And if not, like you said, that money is being saved so that you can prioritize accordingly when you find out, you know, other information. Most of our listeners are endurance athletes and they want to see their favorite races return post pandemic and probably hope to shop in person at their local running or multi-sports store again someday. Can you offer any best practices for how people in healthy financial positions can help those who have been more negatively impacted survive? Oh, this is a good question. So um, I actually did a whole IG story on, you know, showing compassion during this time. Um, I've seen quite a few people kind of say like how, 
how dare you guys not have planned? Where's your emergency fund? It hasn't been three months yet. And, you know, you never want to shame someone for what they did not do. This is the time where, you know, we are called the United States. And what better time to unite um, as individuals and as families and as, you know, just Americans in general to, to support one another. And I think this is bringing like to light the harsh realities of, you know, the wage gaps that exist, the way that some people earn, like you said, the, it's just not fair when you earn hourly and, you know, now there are no hours to work. There's no way, you know, from one paycheck to the next for you to be saving and to be taking care of regular responsibility. So to offer compassion right now is the biggest thing that you can do. And just everybody picking one person, picking one person to say, you know, what are the areas that you're struggling in and here's how I can help. And it doesn't always have to be monetary help. I think that's one thing that we think of is just because we're in a good financial situation that we need to just start giving our money away. And then we feel very angry or taken advantage of because of that. But uh, when you're in a really good and stable position, you're able to think more clearly. You have a lot less stress than others. Um, so you start thinking about ways that you can provide service to others, whether that is, you know, a couple hours of babysitting or, um, you know, lending out a nanny that, you know, you're not using right now because you're quarantined. That, that hourly worker might still need to clean houses in order to make ends meet. Little things like that can go a long way. Also things that you can do in kind. So, you know, it's a great time for spring, spring cleaning, clean out um, and think about donating, but not donating to maybe a homeless shelter, donating to something like an app, like, uh, you know, next door is an app where you can use and say like, Hey, I have a new barbecue grill that I, I'm not going to use anymore. You know, that could help a family feed their, feed their family because they don't have the grill, but maybe they have the meat and, you know, little things that their electricity could have been cut off. So they might need somewhere to cook. You know, we got to think outside the box for what other people are experiencing right now and find ways to be able to lend a hand however we can. I love that. Compassion. We are the United States coming from someone who has worn that Team USA uniform many, many, many times. Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on the show, for sharing so much good financial advice. And we'll be sure to link to Worth Winning, your website, Worth Listening, your podcast, and your Instagram as well. If you want to check out your Instagram TV. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. We're going to get through this. Come on, let's just band together. I really did love what Lauren said about compassion and compassion for others and for ourselves seems to be a recurring theme from the experts I've talked to during these mini episodes over the past couple months. My conversation with Lauren was recorded last week, but I did just double check the U.S. Small Business Association website just before releasing this episode, and I believe all the CARES Act economic relief options we discussed are still accurate but definitely check out sba.gov for the most up-to-date information, as well as irs.gov if you believe you're eligible for an economic stimulus payment and it hasn't shown up yet. Mine says it'll be delivered sometime this week, so my fingers are crossed. If you want to hear more from Lauren, her website is worth-winning.com, where you can also find a link to her podcast, which is called Worth Listening. And of course, we will include links to all of those in our show notes. Thank you for listening. This has been Haley Chura with the Iron Woman podcast mini episode. I'll talk to you soon. You have been listening to the Iron Women podcast hosted by Haley Chura and Alyssa Gadeski. Iron Women is a production of Live Feisty Media and is edited by Taylor Mahan Rudolph. Thank you to our sponsors, Zillio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Form Swim Goggles, and Orca Sportswear. 
as well as the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomenpodcast.com.